0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Three Masons podcast. I'm your occasional host, Abby, alongside your usual jesters, Cindy here and Gloria here. And today we're going to have a very interesting and timely episode. Um, I would have preferred it to be a little bit earlier, but we wanted to keep with the schedule because we're trying to be better about it. Um, but this is a sort of christmas themed sort of it is Christmas themed, which I hope if you celebrate Christmas, you had a wonderful christmas um <sighs> this year, as everybody says, unprecedented times um and but our Christmas went very smoothly as usual um our Christmas shopping was quite smooth. I'm surprised there was I think most people were online shopping because there wasn't a lot of people there physically when usually it it's horrible, especially by the 24th <clears throat> But most people were doing their shopping online. People were for the most part, obeying social distancing rules for and we, yeah, for the <laughs> most part, but we were having a great Christmas. <clears throat> um, I mean, we were, I was about to say all the family came over and then I realized we, we don't, fun. we only celebrate in this house of immediate family um and i think for a lot of people also they're kind of spending their time only with their immediate family because of the covid rules for us it's for other reasons but yeah so (laughs) we (laughs) ain't we 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 ain't getting into that but yeah we had a great christmas and christmas has actually been going on for quite a few days now that's how it is in our household though it Mm -hmm. it stays until new year's yeah christ yeah christmas is until new year's and christmas lasts as long as the food lasts (laughs) And the yeah. food tends to last like four days. Especially this time, we had a bunch of recipes, and of course, we couldn't do it all in one day. And so we ended. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I'm heard. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we couldn't do it all in one day. We ended up eating pretty late, and so people wanted to nap. And then after we woke up, and Mom had completely knocked out, and so she woke up. She woke up at like three. And then, then after, you're like, wait, do we eat or not? And so we ended up finishing eating at like seven in the morning. It was, so it was like, it was like, it was like day and night, kind of just started to melt, melt into one. And like Christmas morning with Christmas afternoon, because of course people needed to have a proper sleep cycle. And after we wake up at like in the afternoon, it was very messy, but I I enjoy the chaos. It was a, it was a vibey kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And now we still have some meats that we didn't cook yet because of stuff, some vegetarian recipes that hadn't been made yet. And so Christmas is probably going to last until the 31st. And low-key, I want it to last forever, but I know it can't. I know we need to move on. But I'm just like... <laughs> it has a vibe that no one else... Like, no other celebration can match. Like, if you try to claim that Halloween is better than Christmas, you're just straight up lying. <laughs> it, it It's just not it's not true. It doesn't have the same... It's not that, you know, you can't enjoy. I mean, we don't celebrate Halloween, of course. If you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, Christian and T, I I thought Christians celebrate it now, you know. They either, you know, are like, it's the All Saints Day or yeah. or or they try and make it into a... a, a the true word is evangelical. Yeah, evangelicalized yeah. version of Halloween. But at the same time, for us, it's just not something that we're interested in. We don't. Uh, and listen, the whole family is literally just introverts. None of us want to go out and be knocking on people's door You're trying like, to get some strangers you, candy. You, you ain't catching me knocking on some strangers door for no, candy. No, you ain't catching me open no one's door <laughs> for any candy. But, you know, speaking of the, you know, the Christmas season and whatnot, because, you know, all the families gathered and we have discussions. Could you introduce us? Abby the topic of this podcast. Indeed, as you can see by the title, it is about the deification of Santa Claus. And it kind of started when <clears throat> I need to stop copying into the the microphone. When um, Cindy and I were out shopping. Ah uh, yes. For Christmas. For Christmas stuff, right? You know, everyone's kind of just thrift the worst duo ever for shopping, okay. Cindy and I, we're out and about. And, and really the worst? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like me and Abby will shop and it will be normal. I can shop with our other sibling and it will be normal. I'll shop with the mom and it's very smooth. The dad is very quiet and calm. And then after the moment, I'm paired with Cindy for some reason, singular chaotic. And the thing is that I would think that it would be me and Abby because we were originally the chaotic duo, but I think the relationship has calmed down since then. But I think since my relationship with Cindy is a little bit newer, because we weren't very close when we were younger. We were actually beefing <laughs> when we were when we were younger. But now that it's kind of, I think it's a little bit new, so we're a little bit in that crazy phase right now, and we're not really good at managing. I'm sure it's about the craziness, or is it just our fears and insecurities enabling like when we bought that kinder egg because we didn't want to go out and leave the shop because without even, anything we don't like we don't like i don't think anyone except um one of our siblings seems to be quite chill with it but none of us like to go outside the shop buying nothing it looks suspicious it looks like you've stolen something just because you, like you spend like 55 hours in the store and then you walk out with nothing i'm just what if what if you just found nothing that you wanted I know that, like, pe- people are more rational than that, but, like, it sometimes it doesn't register. Especially when, if you walk quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you remember the guys that time when that that dude went scooting out of Mulah? <laughs> and, then, and then we were like, hold on. This man then stole something, right? Because he was he was doing it really suspiciously. Like, he, <laughs> who scoots They're, Like, usually people with scooters, like, they'll, like, walk with their scooter <laughs> next to them, and they'll be holding like, their bag, <laughs> and then we walked out. They walked not just be walking with each. <laughs> like scooting on out of the spot. And, and I'm pretty sure he had like something on him, right? Like a backpack, right? And then he just scooted it off like with the quickness, like to the point like no one was able to tell him like to talk to him or anything. He just scooted it off. And then people kind of realized that he was probably he probably <laughs> stolen right. something. I know the Swiss were able to find him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But anyhow, the real one always says, It's China here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. basically meaning that Switzerland is watching over us and not in the parental manner anyhow so we're shopping I think it was when we were shopping for a dress for me because I don't I hadn't had Christmas dresses in a long time because I grew out of most of the ones that we had in our childhood and, and we never really got around to buying new ones yeah so I was just thinking, you know I need to update on this and so you know really really good choices guys she made good choices. I was not involved. My my brain was not out uh, here in in the in the mind state to be choosing good dresses. I was just like me on my two hours of sleep. Like what dress? <laughs> 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 so anyhow, um, but, yeah. So we're shopping, and I'm in the changing room, and you know, h m What do you say, h and and m as as the, our uh, as our English speaking brethren would call it, um. Yeah, I have to announce a um, public service announcement. We got some new plushies this year. We got, we, got, we got him. We got him. Did you guys ever see that IKEA bear that went viral on the internet <laughs> because of all the good reviews that he had about people talking about how wonderful and, and soft and, and comforting he was? I just have to say, IKEA, period, tip-top, tip-top, period, um, sponsor us. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were like really obsessed with him. We wanted, we were like dreaming about having him. And so Abby, being the big brain she is, was like, I'm gonna ask for this bear for Christmas. And now uh, we weren't sure if he was gonna come. But of course, since IKEA is like pretty, it ships pretty fast in Switzerland and it's not too expensive, it's a very clean process. We are able to get him, as we call him, in this house. We haven't decided on a name for him yet. We have some pretty good suggestions. So we're going to talk to the council, also known as the family, um, and have him christened. (laughs) Sorry, just if you guys are wondering, the reviews are right. (laughs) Honestly, the reviews, no lie was spoken in any of the reviews. No, No. Like, usually you kind of assume that the reviews are lying, but no. He is so comfortable, so soft, so cute. Him. It's just roundness all around. <laughs> <laughs> and his fur quality was great. Very soft, very silky. And we also got another plushie. She's beautiful. Um, Claire, as we call her in this house. Um, a very nice, cute, fluffy cloud with feet. <clears throat> it's the I feet for me. I really like the review talking about, talking about your feet. I just thought that was so cute. Like it's true, everything they said about Claire, she's very soft, very comforting. Um, so yeah, I just had to say that because she's sitting down on your music box, so yeah, cute. I got a music box also, so she's just sitting on my music box right now with her cute little feet. And I'm just saying, no matter what age you are, you should invest in plushies. Yeah. They're very comforting and very good for your mental health. I don't care if there's no scientific study that I know of on this. But like from us, you know, from our childhood to now, we've never let go of any of our plushies for any reasons that well, we need to grow up, you know, mm-hmm. like they've really been a comfort for all of us. And I think that you should invest in setting a good plushie. Like It may not cure your depression, yeah. but it could definitely help you cope in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like You know how people like, do drugs. And like, I mean, no, <laughs> you could just have a good plushie instead. I think it's a good and healthy way to cope, you know know, the how the psychologist, oh, just know that Freud talk about um um oh, no. <laughs> the the your inner child or whatever. I think it helps. I think it helps you to not feel like you have to do too much. You know, you can just lie down in bed one day, lie around with your plushies, watch something that's nice and comforting instead of po- political videos, which is a problem in the family. Everyone in the family is interested in politics. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Not Cindy. She doesn't <laughs> like it. Yeah, and if she's ever gonna get involved in politics, you're gonna promote anarchy, <laughs> <laughs> or she's... or theocracy. Uh, one of the two. Like a, like a straight up, like a straight up. Theocracy. Like straight up, like God, he be in this. Yeah, she's not. She's not gonna be like I'm the mediator. She's gonna be like, she's gonna let accelerate the Antichrist coming so we can accelerate Jesus Christ coming. <laughs> Sounds like a cult to me. Okay, Let's well, we'll start a call. Okay, we're going. We're getting Wait, off topic. We we're talking about us. So in, in we're the... in. We're in the shop, right? I'm really sorry for all of this. So we're in the shop, just chilling. I'm. I'm changing into all these dresses. Were horrible. Ashley, really has gone down the drain. So had. I'm. I'm. You have to be the most shocked I i was like, can you imagine Ashley listening to this? <laughs> I'm sorry. The clothing I—I've never experienced looking rack through rack and seeing everything being bad. Anyhow, so uh, all of these dresses are not working. And then after, I'm just like, I'm starting to listen to the radio. You know, they're playing Christmas time music and everything. And I'm just like, there's something strange about all of this. And I noticed a trend. Actually, I had noticed the trend earlier with Abby mm-hmm. while we were shopping with Dad with dad we just say with dad like period um with our dad and not just the dad okay. <laughs> abraham is the dad yeah <laughs> abraham is the dad we were not shopping with father abraham <clears throat> uh, as far as you know <laughs> um but we were out here just you know shopping and we we're, were just like dad have you noticed that the way they refer to santa is a little weird Almost as if he's become a sort of a god because the music, both playing H.A.M. then and H.A.M. when I was shopping for a dress, all had a similar pattern, which is that they were pleading to Santa. Now, listen, a lot of the OG songs, like, you know, like, jolly old Saint Nick, ask Santa, right? Mm -hmm. They ask him for material things that human beings can easily give. She wants gifts, and so she asks Santa to put the gifts in the stockings. And you know, she tells which, oh, Saint Nicholas, leave your ears this way, don't you tell us? I also like like how she calls him Saint Nicholas, (laughs) his original form. And like, you know, you ask him to give you gifts, you know, which is what Santa's job is, Mm -hmm. however. There has been this trend in all of the songs. It was Santa, bring my baby back. Santa, help me with this. Santa, you know. And I was just like, I'm a good Chris anne okay. I'm a good Christ anne I was just like, hold on. Why does this sound like prayer? <laughs> like, you know, you do that every day, so you recognize the form. That's you, that's it's true, a, though. In the same format, God, please help me with. Let's say my selfishness. God, please help me with my relationship with my significant other. God, please bring make sure that my husband comes home on time. Now, just put Santa, Santa, help me with my selfishness. Santa, help me bring my uh, bring my significant other back home. and you have the perfect recipe. For a Christmas song, literally, they'll ask Santa to help with their world issues. They'll be like Santa, help the children all around the world in Africa starving, and Santa bring world peace, literally. And I was just like, after I finished trying the dresses, I was just like, Cindy, (laughs) I feel like they have deified Santa, Mm -hmm. and you say that with such concern (laughs) because Santa, growing up for me we didn't believe in santa mum mum shut that down really quickly we kind, of, we kind of believed in him for fun yeah yeah it wasn't necessarily like a, like they were hiding the gift and being like oh santa's gonna come we're like oh, we, we're getting gifts but you know santa's fun a fun concept so we're like you know we kind of jokingly talk about santa and stuff just because you know you it's know, for fun but not out of this. like that one tweet you said thing. <laughs> santa's not real then explain why we. What, what do you say? Why? Is then explain cool? why he, why he's at the mall. You know, like we we like these things like that because it's, just, it's it's a fun sort of thing for us. But it's not like we were like deeply convicted of Santa's existence. You say Santa's not real. Then explain that one thing that happened in Max's New when they literally saw his sleigh riding in the sky. Literally, I saw the sleigh. There is no proof to tell me that I didn't. <laughs> so I'm just like Santa's real, you guys. But anyhow, we didn't believe in Santa growing up. And we didn't ask him for anything. We didn't send him letters. Even though in Switzerland, you actually can send Santa letters. Now, I was actually planning on this year, but I completely forgot. But anyhow, you can send Santa letters. But growing up, we didn't really believe in him that much. So for me, Santa was more, for the people who believed in him, was more of a man, a businessman. He works more like a charity leader, I yeah. guess. He works to give gifts. He has a network of people who help him to achieve that, like his reindeers and his elves. And that was it. I did not Although see him. He has a beautiful, loyal wife. Yeah. Like, he's living a simple life in Ant- in Antarctica. I did not think <laughs> that he was up in the sky listening to people. Like, they're praying. but like they don't send him a le- <laughs> They don't send him a letter no, like no. all of us do and say, Santa, t- like help me this. No. It's literally to the point, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting passionate about this, but it's literally to the point that we're just, like, they're just saying it up in thin air. As if because, because they are, though. When, when, you, when, you, when you pray to God, you don't write him a letter and just be like, hope this works, or like send it to the mail, because you don't send mail to God, because he can hear it all around. You talk to him. You really like, <laughs> had, like, a email address you, you talked to him like real mail. Like email, but you know i'm a millennial so. okay. but you know he you talk to him like god you know here's what's happening today or whatever you know whatever you want to say to him it's never like you know you have to sit down and pen a letter to him she's lifting him up she's lifting the bear up in the sky like simba um but here what they do all these like songs and can i just say oftentimes it's always about it's Bring uh, baby yeah baby. My, bring my lover it's always about lovers and like listen to these lyrics right we realize abby sorry cindy and i realize that they've made him omnipresent <laughs> omniscient what's the other one omnipotent omnipotent why in this song santa tell me by ariana grande she said santa tell me if you're really there you're gonna have to send him a letter for that don't make me fall in love again if you won't be here next year. Santa, tell me if he really cares. What does this imply? Santa knows his thoughts. <laughs> Santa knows the lover's thoughts. Yeah, we're about... Santa, tell me if you're really there. Why is she need to ask that? She yeah. knows he's in Antarctica. Why does he have to be there with her right now? Why does this sound like, you know, when people are, like, crying out to God type B? Like, God, are you really there? Is <laughs> this a song? Also... <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> about the thoughts that means he knows that man's thought also can we just talk about us being uh, uh theologically accurate because again relating this back to the whole god godlike santa the omnipresent omnipotent omniscient yeah. literally the words theologians use to describe god and this is being attributed to santa <laughs> i just imagine being like i can't i can't do it i'm sorry <laughs> like it's really, that's the thing, a lot of the way that they describe him is the way that the conversations that they have is the conversations that you have with God. Like, and when you think about him, how he's developed. Now, we all know some basic history, right? About, uh, about We all know? About Santa. So, I mean... Oh, we, we, we all should know about Santa, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's taught in, like, history class. No, what... Not. Okay, so we all know that Santa's originator is Saint Nicholas. now Saint Nicholas was St Nicholas was this um dude. he was the bishop of My- Myra. I'm not sure how it's pronounced um in um i'm I'm not sure if, is it still in Greece now? No, it's in Turkey now, but it used to be Greek. yeah, Asia Minor type beat. anyhow, so. He was, this, he was a bishop. Ooh, my nose hit the microphone. He was a bishop, and he was known for being very generous to the poor, right? Um, so, you know, I, some people know the whole story about giving these impoverished daughters um, a, a dowry so that they wouldn't have to become prostitutes. Um, that's Ooh. some very fourth century type B. It's not something that registers in... It's heavy. It's not something that registers in millennials' heads but yeah that so he became by even just a few decades after his death he was already starting to gain a bunch of sort of myths surrounding him he already kind of had like a cult a a fan base surrounding him which doesn't usually happen with people in power (laughs) so um anyhow so by this point early after his death People already have created this sort of image around him. But I how Saint Francis essentially became a saint like three seconds after his death. Saint Francis dies. The Catholic Church quickly make him a saint now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's already early on that there's a cult-like mentality. So then after he kind of becomes, you know, the saint of of, of gift giving and almost like this father figure, right? You know, since he saved the daughters or whatever. Um, and then after. It, Sorry, what so she was talking about him, the bear. <laughs> um, so then after there is a sort of this concept in um England of Father Christmas. Now these things have not fully conjoined yet. There's this concept of Father Christmas, who's like sort of he's usually like this really big, large man in a green coat with fur, like lined fur. So and he's re- apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that screams 2000s. That screams I grew up in the 2000s. Anyhow, but um, if Father Christmas is not a, like, human as much as he is the personification of the yeah. joy and cheer of, you know, good wine, because this was kind of a little bit more of an adult thing before the kids took over. Big yikes. Big, big yikes. But, like, you know, good wine, uh, peace, joy, happiness, good, good food. food. Yeah, good food. And so, um, since we had the celebration of St. Nick on the 6th of December, which is still St. Nicholas Day, father christmas uh, as the christmas celebration was moved to the 25th so that it could be christmas day right so these people so these people are still very much separate right Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. there was this other concept from the netherlands called Sinterklaas, and he started to make his way with um sort of there were sort of this mixing and it has a little bit to do with like you know like cultures mixing especially in the u.s so these three separate beings center class is basically like he's basically saint nicholas but kind of transformed into a he's already kind of a merger of like a of of of, of, of father christmas and um uh, St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. But he's still much more in like a bishop wear. If you see um, center class, he's still having you know, the pointy bishop hat and everything. So he's still much more religious, right? But as he would move to America, things would start to change. Where center kind of happens with everything, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, basically. So there was. Also... We love our American viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a bit of an American viewership. We appreciate that, right? Yes. Yes. Of course you do. We appreciate all of our listeners. We could have been there. We were about to move there. This is not about us. (laughs) This ain't about us, is it? Anyhow. So, the three separate beings, Father Christmas, Center Class, and St. Nicholas, were about to merge in a big way. That is because of consumerism and also like children taking over the holiday Christmas went from a adults out here drinking and partying to like giving gifts to the kids as Saint Nicholas's gift giving and the sort of Father Christmas thing started to merge together almost out of convenience and almost out of like certain interpretations of Father Christmas by Americans who basically made him center class but was more of a consumer like sort of twanged him a father, like a, a father figure and child-friendly version of him came to be. But in the beginning, he's still very much just a gift giver. Yeah. However, even then, his sort of elves and stuff, all these sorts of things, yeah. sort of corrupt him a little bit, <laughs> from a worker, somebody who worked for the people, to an overlord. Yeah, because that's the issue that I have with Santa. Is that Santa? should be somebody who's working mm-hmm. he works for the people he's not someone a gentle laborer mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not <laughs> no 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 cindy lee really said stop with the communism stop the couch <laughs> so bec- because of this sort of i think to be honest what do you think caused the shift i really don't know it just feels like i blinked and then it happened if you ask me i don't think it's necessarily about him being an overlord although maybe it has a bearing i think it's just it was adding the magical element to it uh-huh. at that that i feel to the downfall of, of him being shifted from being a worker to an overlord and then a god because the, the existence of elves and the whole sort of magical element that they put into I santa i do not like how close santa is to this woman in this sorry i'm, I'm gonna have to link it into the, the description of the podcast but i do not like how close hey, and no, intimate no, he no, is no, with no, this no, woman no 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 no, 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 no. that mm, put it away, put it away. <laughs> i don't want to see that but anyway as I was, that's not him. <laughs> it wasn't me um anyway but as i was saying i think it's that for me once they added a magical element it made him a little yeah. bit that's, we could talk about the other bit yeah that's the second half the second, second half but, wait what <laughs> was i saying again the magical element magical element made him much more powerful because that me because adding him with him with the sleigh and him traveling around the world and like in one night to give the gifts he knows when you're sleeping and awake type beat mm-hmm when you are sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows when he's been bad or good how does he know that <laughs> exactly I think it's supposed to started slowly or I don't know maybe even quickly adding all the magical elements to Santa that I feel like it made him too choose- they made him op you know <laughs> they made him op and nobody nerfed him so like yeah, now he's it, just too it, it kind of started growing really fast and uncontrollably that now we have people praying to him <laughs> like that's what I would say what do you think gloria of what of my hypothesis I think it's true that he becomes more magical. And I think that sort of issue is that he's based off a saint. Mm-hmm. And in ca- Catholic culture, saints are much more important. I mean, we don't have saints as, as evangelicals, evangelicals, uh, evanescents. Evanescence, <laughs> evanescence. We don't have saints, okay? We have people that we like. They tend to be like 18th century onwards. But there's a long history of saints, right, in the Catholic church. And for saints, like, they... Now, I'm not going to anger the Catholic community, but I'm just going to say they're much more powerful. So you ask for them to intercede for you, right? And so that already has much more of yeah, a powerful... The issue here is you ask for them to intercede. So they go to God for you. Yeah. You don't go to them. <laughs> but anyhow, there's that sort of power, right, of where you can ask them to ask Jesus to... Yeah, you know? So you ask them to ask Jesus to ask the Father to do it for you. <laughs> long communication but worth it (laughs) anyhow but so they they already have that sort of power right and so mixed with the magical element that cindy was talking about and the fact that a lot of his traditions are based off of other powerful characters like odin for example who goes down the chimneys right he does that he does that Yes, he does that. Odin does indeed do that. Odin's a pretty interesting man, especially con- con- when you since he's like the the overlord god compared to other overlord gods, he's actually not that threatening. Like he's pretty, he's pretty calm. He's a little of an intellectual, softer man. It's so, like Zeus, <laughs> Zeus is on a different wavelength. Like he's much more calm, and so he likes you know dress up as a commoner and go to common people and everything. Yeah, so. He, then he's mixed with the traditions of so many powerful like powerful figures and with the magical elements of him having elves and these talking reindeers who are flying into the sky he, he, he's gaining this power that you know that he wouldn't have normally so i think that kind of helps people sort of deify him but then it doesn't stop here with the merging of all these sort of like characters for the Christmas and all that stuff. And the adding magical elements, because I think we see things change once we get to the more modern era. I'd say from the moment of the 20th century hit, there was this new phenomenon <laughs> that our sister, one of our sisters rightfully pointed out and hopefully we'll be able to introduce them. Um, in an episode one day because this is, they're this is my least favorite part. Oh my goodness! But not them being joined. No, it's no, 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 topic. No, 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 no. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> yeah, because they're also very interesting people. You know, have degrees or whatever. So like they could give oh, the please. And our parents are always bragging about. Mm. My anyway. daughter has three masters. And like, the... oh no, it's starting. Uh, but yeah, they will have an, an interesting, important opinions or whatever. Anyhow, but. She rightfully pointed out, there's also been a sexualization of Santa Claus. Which, which, considering the progression that we just talked about, it shouldn't happen. I mean, what do you mean? Because the thing is, some pardon. (laughs) I think that I'm in the middle of life. Think I should hold the microphone? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because I mean, to be honest, you're right. The progression is very weird, from saint to God to some hottie or something whatever to, I don't know to, to love her. To love her. <laughs> love her. but it's not necessarily that strange considering that there are some patron gods of like you know love and such and such so I guess it's like an added yeah. element to it and if, let's be honest it's also a lot of like the Christmas tunes and songs have aided that mm-hmm. um, when mm-hmm. it, yeah. I saw Mom, mommy kissing Santa Claus under the type well, beat no, and that's, that's, that's- um, that one's kind of, actually kind of funny, though, because it's from the kids' perspective. And the kid probably woke up at the time that he shouldn't have woken up. The dad is dressed up as Santa Claus, kissing his wife, but, like, she thinks that's of Santa. It's one thing that le- leads to another. And and be, and then the marketing has been changing over the years from not just this whole progression, but in the modern era where, you know, we want to grab people's attention. So sometimes we have real Santa out here in the yeah, street. That's... Because the picture that I showed... <laughs> um the Gorals is from nineteen oh five and it's this it's from this comic magazine called Puck. Um and out of the cold on why is Santa should Santa be that close to a woman? Because <laughs> in for in my opinion one for me I've always seen Santa as single when I was growing up but he does indeed have a wife. I don't think he should be hugging up to a woman so young and beautiful in that manner with his lips so close to hers. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I just, I can't stop. Like, he's holding her so affectionately, like, and creepily too. Like, no. It's, it's, not, it's not affectionate as in, oh, this is my daughter. Dad, I hug. Yeah. And when dad hugs us, it's like. It's like the way somebody holds their lover. Yes. And this is like, what, what? what is this? What is this? And I think. Abby pointed this out when we were having this conversation. It's sex cells gone too too far. Because, I'm sure you guys might have heard of this recently. But KFC had... (laughs) KFC had a collaboration with Lifetime to make a mini-movie. Oh, no. Lifetime? Okay, what? Oh, Okay. So they had a collaboration. Did, did you want to say something? You you did not say. What, what is this? And yeah, they collaborated with Lifetime to create a mini movie called "What A Recipe for Seduction. Now now, what that title got to do with Santa? No, 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 no. no, no, KFC, no, no, no KFC. KFC. Wait, KFC. What does, wait, what does that have to do with KFC? Okay, so in the plot line, there is this woman. She's an heiress. And her mom really wants her to get engaged to this man because um, he's a Garibaldi or something. What's but that? It's not a real family, but you know how they like, for example, if you married a Rothschild, <laughs> like it's it's supposed to be that sort of thing, right? Like, Did you know that Peritelton's sister is married to a Rothschild? Anyhow, so <laughs> uh, I—that's I, another discussion. Anyhow. But it's sort of a Rothschild sort of name, like this is a big important family, so she wants to, to her to get in no no I'm no, not just I don't want people to find us. Uh, oh no. Okay. So <laughs> you... just... No 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 <laughs> no 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. Yikes. Okay, so she wants to, her to marry this dude. She doesn't want to because he's kind of self-absorbed, a little creepy. Kind of gives Ted Bundy energy. And so she... And, <laughs> I was thinking about Zac Efron. Mm, no. No. <laughs> Tears in Troy Bolton? No. Tears in Ted Bundy. <laughs> Stop. let get back. Anyhow, get back to the plot. So... Quick summary. She turns down his engagement, which was public. She kind of like, knowing this think about it, her mom is very angry about this. But the mom has hired this new chef called Harlan Sanders, right? Yeah, Harlan Sanders, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, which was, you know, the KFC dude's name, Harlan. But you'll really be calling your children Harlan? Anyhow, I'm going to stop being mean. So she has hired this 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 new chef and um he comes in. He <laughs> we need to talk about him. <laughs> so listen, if you were to make a, a movie about young Colonel Sanders, he would just Look like a normal young man of his day, okay. Nothing else, nothing more. I mean, but I was, no, I was about to say, if you're going to make a movie about him, don't, but you know, <laughs> yeah, don't probably. I mean, his life story is interesting, you know, finding success at such an old age, okay. That's how I mean, no, as in a much more advanced in, in age, and like after failing time and time and again, finally finding something successful, like very inspirational. It would be you know, good. It would, it would win Oscars and such. Yeah, yeah. And you can get, like, a, ce- a celebrity's career skyrocketing, you know? <laughs> but it has, it has to be, like, a one-word title so that people take it seriously, you know? Like It needs to be called, like, Sanders or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, anyhow but you he would just be a normal man not not in this lifetime movie i mean it is called the recipe for deduction he got the biceps and triceps oh. he got the chest he got the pecs oh. but at the thing time, he still has now i'm not saying old people don't aren't fit but his face is very young but he has gray hair gray hair mustache and beard but he acts like a teenager like when like listen there are older people who are shy but well, the shyness of older people is different from the shyness of yeah. teenagers. Like he asked like us, oh, like wait, no, you, you revealed it. <laughs> <laughs> you revealed it. I never really said what age we are. I mean, they do know that we're still in school now. What school we are in, that's a secret we'll never tell. But anyhow, have that sort of you know, like when when teenagers put their arms behind their backs then I kind of like. You know, did they, 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 they do that thing where they like put their lips really? Oh, so long. <laughs> That's a little niche. Um, I'll again link that in the description for your v- viewing pleasure. But anyhow, where they put their hand behind their back and like they put their lips like really like, sm- like tightly together and it's like, yeah, about that. I'm just like, he, listen, either he's in his 70s or he's in his 20s you cannot merge those two ages together you just can't anyhow he fit, he buff he's supposed to be handsome and this woman becomes infatuated i'm disgusted disgusted. and this woman becomes infatuated and of course she ends up staying with him in the end but i was just like this isn't the first time that he's been sexualized i might add the kfc pr team is disgusting (laughs) last year we had kfc dating simulator with hot animu colonel sanders (laughs) i feel i feel like a little part of cindy so left i i'm a part of me is just kind of slipping away Not gonna lie, I think to retreat into safety because I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe in this environment right now. What you're talking about, hot. No, you're the French coming out. (laughs) How do you come to the point where you do this? Because I, 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 you're at a loss for words. Look, oh, our cute little bear is covering his eyes too. Oh, I don't want to see. But like, listen, I, I, if I had to suffer through looking at this, so will you. i was like, why would you do this to him? The way that he airbrushed him, in a sense, like, like, is he supposed to be old or young? Why is he? Why is he never like what? <laughs> I think it's because, listen. You're working with a man who looked like this, okay? And then after you have all of this that has happened to him throughout the years, okay? You're dealing with a very family-friendly-looking man, okay? And you're trying to sexualize him in order to get sales. Literally, look at this. This was a novel. This was a love novel that they had created for him. What are you doing? It kind of reminds me of, of, of Sexy Mr. Clean. Has Mr. Clean ever not been sexy? No, hold on, hold what, on. What a question. What a question. Well, take, take that out of context. <laughs> listen, don't take that out of context. What I mean is that I don't think he's ever meant to not be attractive. Uh, you don't think? I'm not, you know what? No comment. Now, listen, I definitely think he's getting sexualized like the fact that we've got to we've got seen his legs i feel those already moved i think that's already a move to sexual his ankles oh my God. No, goodness what I mean, ankles what i mean by that is that he's always just the kind of seen his upper body and then they show his lower body he's wearing these tight jeans i mean i mean we all remember that super bowl ad if you don't remember i'm not going to remind you but if you do remember you know what i'm talking about okay so it, there there has been a sexualization by Susan. So he's always meant to be as a pretty attractive man. Okay, but then back to that sexy KFC is- and then Santa. and Santa. Oh my goodness! I'm looking at uh, original Mister Clean. Seeing his development. Oh no! What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why, what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole. So anyhow. Why, how does this translate to Santa? We feel like it's become a new way to sell him to the masses mm-hmm. because people, at the same time, you know how we I was talking a bit about Abby, right? about Abby. How about you? I praise the Lord <laughs> Um, but I, I was talking a bit with Abby about how Halloween has kind of just become We're a sexy outfit. I'm sexy, I'm Shaky doctor, you know. And I feel like if I see one other person do sexy priest, I'm going to have to call the Catholic Church to excommunicate you from the world. (laughs) A sexy priest or a sexy nun is very disrespectful, okay? And if I see sexy hijabi, I'm also going to come for you. You don't wear a hijab to save motives and then wear a bikini or short shorts underneath it, okay? I'm sorry. Anyhow... Breathe, discussion. breathe, breathe. This makes so hot <laughs> Anyhow, so um it, it I think because Halloween the thing is that Halloween doesn't the original concept of Halloween of going through people's doors and, you know, giving them candy, which isn't really the original because we all know picking holiday. We're not gonna get into that. Anyhow, but it's very childish. It is it, it stays with it's for the children only, really. And it doesn't translate well to adults. And so Halloween wasn't making as much money as companies wanted it to. And then after, lo and behold, you add this sexy aspect of adults drinking and partying and in, in sexy outfits or whatever. And it sells. Now Christmas sells to oh, everyone. Oh the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> but like Christmas sells to everyone, adult or young. However, I feel as though they still have this fear that teenagers and young adults might be slipping away from their grasp. And I feel as though they think perhaps if we sexualize Santa, no, well, if you just if you just invite Ariana Grande into one of your Christmas ads, they'll come. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, we see actually this when we look at Halloween, and you see sexy Santa and Mrs. Claus outfits. And it's like, why would you ruin something so precious,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so simple, and so family-friendly? Well, money, of course. Because tell me, children, what else is, name me reasons why you would sexualize Santa Claus, okay? Why would a company sexualize Santa Claus? One of the people on board got a thing for Santa. I hope that no one actually finds Santa sexy. Ah, tu sais pas, tu sais pas, you know. The, the, listen, the we live in society. That's the problem. <laughs> listen, I hate to say this. But the Wandsler has the sort of thing that teenagers like in people. <laughs> just, what? what? this. This is one of the only reasons why I want Twitch. It's because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, let me let me let me say straight up, Chief. The Wandsler has something that teenagers like. He's, just, he's skinny, he's young, he, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's sort of a hipster, he plays the guitar. I understand why teenagers would be out here, you know, having a picture of him and grasping it next to your chest and out here being like, I want to date him, right? Although that's stupid, I'll uh, let the kids have it. However, Santa? Can you imagine a young adult in their room just having a picture of Santa and being like, wow, you're so handsome, I hope I can marry you. But the thing is, because we slipped into the conversation about sexualization, but let's be honest, even with sexualization, there's still, there's a now-emerging of the sexualization and the deification. Huh? I feel like, because people still pray to him. Like, it has, that, that part hasn't gone yeah. away. They, 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 he's still, he's still a, a little bit of a lover, but he's still a god. So he's basically become, like, I don't know, like, uh, 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 is he Apollo? Yeah, something like that, because Apollo is called but people still like thirst over him, but pray to him at the same time. So I feel like this is what happened with Santa, because sure he's being sexualized, but he's still being prayed to as, as evidenced with all these songs and such. Apollo! <laughs> <laughs> but he feels that like there was so much fear in that. <gasps> Not Apollo, but like he's sort of becoming like a greek god like do you see some of the statues of these greek gods and goddesses i'm sorry there's some thirsting going on over there mm-hmm. like listen when you see statues of our lord christ he's just out here either he's getting crucified or he's healing people or he's just looking down with his head like out there uh, you know or, yeah kind of like a like a either he's like a triumphant high and lifted up figure so there's there's no room for sexualization there praise the lord except for both jesus that should have never happened or he's like really gaunt on a cross mm. either he's brought really high or really low to represent his duality <laughs> his <laughs> oh, duality the duality right but like our statues of the lord are very simple now greece sat here on, on, was on another spectrum Okay, one that was like spectrum. Okay, but we're only allowed some hotness if we're taking it like a certain apostles or something. Oh no! <laughs> what? What's what? That? <laughs> oh! 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 My hand! My oh, hand! That, I said, I said, I said, take only take little... take 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 that sound bite out of context, please. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. They <laughs> <they're> only sound <laughs> <set up. laughs> There are two sound bites you can take out of context. The one about um. Okay, th- 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 Clean- <laughs> with a that! that! Mr. Clean is always besetting with the slur and. <laughs> What it means is that there's only a tiny, the tiniest there bit no, of leeway. Tell me who's the sexy apostle, though. Uh, this, the, the, that guy. No, he's not an apostle. Oh. He's a saint. Okay. That's poor. I'm upset saint- with it. Okay. Poor, poor Saint Sebastian out here being objectified to the highest heavens, or maybe to the lowest depths. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but okay, okay, fine, fine. Oh, let's not let's not go out. Like I feel as though for some reason it's James i feel like james is the sexy apostle now hold on <laughs> don't run with this <laughs> have you seen interpretations of james he's always handsome like you never see that sort of consistency with like people like paul for example who either he looks okay or he looks ugly however there is a consistency with david he's not an apostle but you know king we're david we're not gonna talk about we're not gonna talk about david or can you have michelangelo the one he's, a, he's supposed to be a hottie but like we're gonna talk about this later on after this podcast is finished. But don't tell me that I'm not that there isn't some sort of consistency. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just <laughs> Thomas, are we really looking up things? She's talking about James, but she's really thinking about Thomas. Okay, we're gonna talk about this later. But what I think that listen, Christians, all no matter what denomination, I think we can agree that James is the hot apostle. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, I didn't know that. What do you mean we can all agree? No, look at the interpretation though. So, listen, John's the pretty boy. Yeah. Peter is the old man, even though they were all the same age about Peter Peter's a is a strong old man. Spunky. <laughs> Spunky. Spunky. <laughs> you came straight out to yourself that. Peter is a feisty old man. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all like mid twenties, like early thirties. So I don't know why he always looks like he's on the on the brink of death. Cindy. <laughs> I was thinking something else. <laughs> never mind never mind i'll talk i'll talk to you later we need to we need to <laughs> anyhow was, he's on the brink of death even though he's in his early 30s but then again the time period maybe he is on the brink of death then no, though no, he lived for another like 30 years but anyhow didn't, didn't he die in his 60s yeah anyhow then after you have um judith who always you always have to look like your stereotypical villain yeah. and or you're anti-semitic so you make him look the most Jewish mm. this is a consistent thing that we see in a lot of older art but you know I think with um I think with Monty Python and they, and um, well, I'm gonna again link it, but like in one part, like the painter Michelangelo is like, uh, is, is basically he's like, don't worry, I made Jew- Judas look the most Jewish though, which is literally a consistent theme that you see in a lot of the older art. But that's another discussion. Anyhow, hey, he needs to look skinny, gaunt, and and devilish, basically. stand so, Monty Python, by, yes. by the way. Yes, and he always has to have the darker skin because we all know that those dark skin people, <laughs> brown <laughs> skin but we were talking about where was the original where, point where, where i was going with this is that i feel like at the same time there are some people who are in 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 like religion that are sexy and you see that with ancient Greece in particular that there's a little bit more of a culture of making them look you know cute. yeah just cute Like I think, like when you see Christianity, there's a little bit more. It's a little bit more reserved. Like we will accept David being hot. We won't talk about God being hot, right? Well, that's because, like in the Bible, we talk about he was looking good. (laughs) David, you're talking about David, not God. There's no description. <laughs> Legit in my mouth is like, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Because oftentimes the ones that we definitely take advantage of are the ones that are explicitly stated as handsome. Like, you know that somebody would go wild trying to portray Absalom with his dark hair and tall and tall being and all that. You'll go absolutely wild. Saul's also option because he was described as you know, being like, he got the looks. But, you know, for the rest of them, you don't want to touch the rest of them is like you know, his, some like sometimes I it happens, helpful. but not really. And also, we like not putting a lot of focus on what God looks like, because you know we haven't seen Him, so like we can't be like, I just know that God is hot, though. Like you know, also feels very disrespectful. Yeah. Like he's the creator of the universe, and you're he out here. It's very, in my opinion, very like mortal concept in a sense, because you know human beings. I'm sorry, sexuality is part of who they are. <laughs> Yeah, like the whole thing, like finding somebody attractive is a very human thing. And I don't think we should be attributing that to God, you know? Yeah, it doesn't work. Unless you of course. you know, he, And also, Zeus is the type of guy who likes it because he's going to come and jump on you. But anyway, that's not the point of this. We're, we're derailing again. But anyhow, I feel like because he is, has associations with these, both the, the, the sexy aspect. And also the deification. Is Samson really just become a Greek god? This is where we're, this is the point that we've gotten to. Where we have to discuss is he a Greek god? Like, hmm. I think he has almost become that. Or at least, or the very least, on his way to becoming that. Yeah, he's on his way. And sort of like garnering a strange fandom because of it, almost like a cult. And my question here now is what do we do (laughs) what do we do what do we do do about this now of course i don't think we have to worry too much Mm -hmm. because christmas in general is a very family friendly holiday yeah and i don't think the children are out here thinking in their heads you know sexy santa it's mostly it's mostly like the older folks right but so far not not many of them too i suppose J'espère, i hope but there's, like, the overall vibe of Christmas is always going to, I think it's always going to be there. It always has been, and even now, with the strange sort of mutation of Santa, there's, the, the, if Christmas is still very much seen as a family-friendly thing where you get a guys with a family, and it's wholesome, and it's lights, and food, and all that stuff. It's just more like, we thought it was interesting seeing, like, how his characterization has changed. Yeah. It's just really bizarre. And, and I feel as though he just keeps on mutating. Mm-hmm. He just keeps on mutating. Like, he never stops changing every single century. And I wonder why. Why is it because he's such a central figure that we just feel that he needs to change with the times, like, subconsciously? Maybe. But does he need to change with the times? No, but I feel so. As time goes on, we just add more attributes onto him. I don't mind that. I just hope we always remember that his primary purpose is giving. He gives... You know the gifts to the folks to to bring joy to them, and I, I I don't want people to lose that about Santa, you know, like you know I don't think I don't know whether or not you want to add the whole like Santa please fix my unhappy marriage aspect to him. At the very least, he's giving something, right? Putting so much on so much pressure on that poor man. <laughs> like, but I just I don't want that giving aspect of Santa to go away because it integral to how this whole thing started, yeah. you know, with Saint Nicholas. So I, I guess I don't mind too much. Actually, maybe I do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll let it slide as long as we always remember where he came from and what, what his goal is. His main goal is not to blow up, but to give you gifts. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, but to show up. <laughs> oh, it's referencing a line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you tell how old I am? Uh, anyway. Yeah. But I think really that kind of ends our discussion on the deification of the Claus. perhaps there would be a follow-up, considering that, you know, we never stop learning about Christmas, and Christmas is something that happens every single year. And so perhaps there will be a follow-up to this episode, but for now, I think, kind of on a dead end. I, For sure, I want to f- perhaps do something on, on the the sexy characters of, of, of the of the Bible, and, so, and why it, ha- it happens, and, like, and why it matters. And why it matters... Yes, I think it's important. And no, no, not, no, I'm not saying that it's important to make Bible characters sexy. Do not take my words out of context. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think it's important to analyze quote, handsome or sexy characters and why, for example, David is handsome and sexualized, but Saul isn't. Do you notice this uh-huh. in, in in interpretations of him? He's always like an old man with a big beard and, and whatever, you know, just out here chilling, looking like normal, you know? Like, he almost blends in with the crowd, even though that's not at all how he's described in the Bible. But David, on the other hand, is handsome and attractive. Yeah, and and yeah, Jonathan yeah. takes all of Saul's glory, I think. <laughs> I think we low key, I think we like to pretend that we've moved on past and I think it probably ties in back to like Santa as well. But we I think we still have that medieval mindset of beauty equals good. Yeah. And so we, we still apply and that's it. That's a completely different podcast episode. Yeah, that's a completely different podcast episode. Um Abby if you can close this off. Because it was very it's still very interesting and I I'm glad we were able to give you guys something something yeah, some for this sort of consistency. Yeah. Yeah very interested about what you're going to talk about james i am really concerned and confused but i'm glad you guys hopefully like this episode um this is your occasional host abby Um, we love you and we're very thankful for six percent male viewership now we see you you are recognized we love you um this is three masons podcast signing out